We hope you enjoyed this message from Pastor Will Levy, recorded at Equipus Church, Dunedin. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com. Like when it comes to the things of the, uh, that really matter, like if someone cuts you off, does that really matter? If you're answering yes, no is the correct answer. Obviously, they need to get somewhere quickly. So if I cut you off, just forgive me. It'll be fine. In fact, I was late for a flight once and I was right behind this green cab in Wellington. I'm tooting the horn, flashing its lights, and he didn't care. Just there, and so, uh, anyway, missed the flight. <laughs> but, um, but I think, you know, there's something, some, some things that we've just got to get a little bit indignant about. Because we're like, oh, you know, that Kiwi attitude can overflow into our spiritual attitude. And, and we can just go, oh, well, so-so, whatever will be, will be. Is it what it is? Kesara, sara. Uh, you know, and, and it's like, oh, whatever. If, if it's, just, oh, it's just one of those things. We'll get over it. Uh, I don't know about you, but there's just some things that I don't want to get over. Um, you know, that's different to forgiving people. But when it comes to the things there where the devil has wrapped his hands around loved ones, around people, uh, you know, even in our own worlds, there's things that are not aligning with what God says in His Word. Uh, I just don't want to just put up with it. Anyone else? Uh, I pray you don't want to just put up with it. Oh, this is how it is in my life. Um, just, this is as good as it gets. I have got no idea what accent that was, um, <laughs> or <laughs> whatever. It was just, uh, and then so tonight, I, I really want to. I just want to push. Uh, and uh, and you know, there was a book written by Eugen Matesius, which was called Push. Actually, is pray until something happens. Uh, the acronym, and, and I'm not preaching on that tonight, but I I still agree. We've got to keep pushing until something happens. Um, I know this is fresh off the block and, and all that, but if you didn't watch the rugby, that's okay. But, uh, you know, I love it that the All Blacks never gave up. And uh, I was watching it because I'm a true fan at the right time and uh, early in the morning. And I, was, and I was so close to just shutting that laptop lid. Anyone else with me right there was like, oh, no, we're going to have to listen to Pastor Byron March and tell us all again that he's South African and, and uh, all this sort of stuff. And I even thought of texting him at 5 a.m. in the morning, but I know he's not a true fan and so he wouldn't have been awake. It's always good to pay someone out who's not here, eh? they got no idea. He's got no idea that I'm talking about him, but... Um, He's a close friend anyway. So, uh, But the All Blacks, they just never gave up and, and they got to the end and it was awesome. And the same thing happened. I know this is all rugby and everyone's really excited about this, but if you would have looked at the, at the Argentina-Australia score, they were 33 to Argentina to like 17 or something. Uh, past half time, something, a small amount of time to go. And then the Australians never gave up. And, uh, and they ended up coming back and winning as well. I think we've got to get a, uh, something in our attitude about never giving up. Just, just going, I'm not going to put up with this I- anymore. And so there's a psalm that I, I just like to read every now and then because it, it gives me something to just to believe for and to pray for. And, uh, and, and you know, as I said before, my sister uh, struggling with that addiction of, on pee and and so, so this message 
is I want to be addicted to pee. So, but you're going to have to wait and you're going to have to hear me out because we don't want to be addicted to pee as in methamphetamine. But as we read through this psalm, there's, some, there's, there's four Ps that we should be addicted to. Four Ps that will bring out, bring out life and life in its abundant, not destruction and not steal, killing and destroying. Because, and so I, I'm like, this time, we've got to just not give up. I don't know if there's something that, that, that is not right or not aligned with the Word of God and the promises of God in your life or in your world. But tonight, I pray you just don't give up. Amen. And so I know that there's people who have got promises in this world. Before we get into Psalm 138, I want to read John chapter 14, uh, verses 15. Because this is, this is Jesus' promise of the Holy Spirit. In verse 15, it says this, If you love me, obey uh, my commands, and I will ask the Father, and He will give you another advocate, which is the Holy Spirit, who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads us into all truth. The world cannot receive Him because it isn't looking for Him and doesn't recognize Him, but you will know Him because He lives with me now and later will be in you. Now, if you haven't been with a Christian, um, with a Christian, haven't been a Christian for a long time, that just sounds like the of the movie Alien. I don't know. I don't like watching. I've just seen it. I don't watch horror movies or sci-fi movies because it's just anyway. I don't want to offend anyone who likes that stuff. But um, like, what do you mean about this thing living in me? There's only a certain uh, gender that has that privilege. Right? Mums will only have that privilege of being able to carry a baby, having something living inside of them, right? Uh, just in case you were confused. Oh, I'll direct my efforts over here just in case some of these young youth don't understand what we're talking about. You need to go to health more and pay attention. But anyway. <laughs> anyway. Ah, praise the Lord. We don't know where this is going to go. Tonight. We do. Um, but, but it says that the Holy Spirit will later will be in you. And that is the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter uh, 2, when the, the Holy Spirit has been released from heaven to come and live in us. When, when you ask Jesus to be your Lord and Saviour, the Holy Spirit will come into your life and He will live in you. There's another activation which we call the baptism of the Holy Spirit and where, where the gifts of the Holy Spirit are stirred up. But the Holy Spirit, when as soon as you ask Jesus to be your Lord and Saviour, the Holy Spirit will come and live inside of you. And it's the power of God. As I shared this morning, it's the same power that rose Jesus from the grave lives in us. And so we have the power of God that lives in us. And there's something that when we know that and truly understand it from our spirit point of view, not just a head knowledge activation point of view, it's like, okay, cool, I know this. I've heard this a number of times. But it's about activating and knowing that the power of God lives in us. Cool. Right, let's go to... And now we read Psalm 138. We're reading all, all eight uh, verses. It says this, I give you thanks, O Lord, with all my heart. 
I will sing your praises before the gods. I bow before your holy temple as I worship. I praise your name for your unfailing love and your faithfulness. Your promises are backed uh, by all the honor of your name. As soon as I pray, you answer me. You encourage me by giving me strength. Every king in all the earth will thank you. Uh, Lord, for all of them will hear your words. Yes, they will sing about the Lord's ways, for the glory of the Lord is very great. Uh, Though the Lord is great, He cares for the humble, but He keeps His distance from the proud. Uh, Though I am surrounded by troubles, you will protect me from the anger of my enemies. You reach out your hand and the power of your right hand saves me. The Lord will work out His plans for my life for your faithful love. O Lord, endures forever. Do not or don't abandon me for you made me. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll just... I don't know about you, how you read your Bible, but I love reading when it comes to the psalm, just to, not all the times the whole psalm because anyone tried to read Psalm 119 and then meditate on that. It's the longest psalm in the book. It's like something like 156 text scriptures. Uh, but I like, like it when it comes to these ones with us small and you can just slow down a little bit. You can think into it. You can pray. You can meditate into it. And, 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 and I've just done that a little bit with this one tonight and I'm going to share uh, the P's that I want to be addicted to. All right. Um, again, just in John chapter 14, Jesus promises the Holy Spirit. He is the Holy Spirit who leads us into all truth. And I pray tonight as we read the Scripture, faith comes from hearing, hearing by the Word of God, that we'll learn and we'll activate something in our spirit. In Luke chapter 1, verse 37, I, I shared this in, in prayer meeting this morning. But it's, it's, it's about uh, the conversation where the angel comes to Mary and Mary agrees. Or well, I don't know if she agreed. She just didn't have a choice. But uh, she accepted and uh, she affirmed and, and she received the call that was on her life. But at the end of it, in verse 37, the, the, the text says this, For no word from God will ever fail. Some of you, this is that's the new uh, the NIV version. In Luke chapter 137 for the New King James Version, for some of you may have heard it this way, for with God nothing will be impossible. That's a, good, that's a good scripture right there. In the New Living Translation, it says it this way, for nothing is impossible with God. And if we want to get into the real spiritual version, the amplified version, uh, for with God nothing is ever impossible. No word from God shall be without power or impossible or or of fulfillment, not all, of fulfillment. And so in the Scripture, it really does talk about um, just simply, nothing is impossible for God, right? Uh, sometimes, you know, you have to read things or hear things a few extra times. Yeah, maybe that's just me. That's okay. I can handle that. But the Scripture, it just really says that nothing is impossible for God. So nothing is impossible for God, right? Nothing. Nothing is impossible for God. And even we've written songs about it. Through you, I can do anything. You're really supposed to start singing along. Help us out tonight. Anyway. All right. Note to self, don't try and sing something during the school holidays. Right. 
Thank you, team. The worship team. Okay, shh. (laughs) So nothing's impossible for God. But have you ever come up against some roadblocks? I was like, what is this? I'm like, Lord, nothing's impossible for you. Nothing's impossible, nothing's impossible. But right now, there's things that haven't been answered. There's circumstances that we were believing for and didn't happen. And so, Lord, help me out here. Help me understand your sovereignty. Help me understand your purpose. Help me understand your plan. Because if the Word of God says nothing's impossible for you, uh, then do it. Anyone? I'm like, come on. Um, But... I, I guess that's in our, in our natural, in our carnal, in our own agenda type response, isn't it? Well, I think it's impossible for God, but is it, is it what He wants to do? Is it what He sees for what is the best circumstance, what is the best situation? And, uh, and I've found that God does know best. Um, but sometimes it means I've got to learn some stuff and I've got to go through some stuff. And there's a number of people in this room that have been through stuff, have been praying for stuff. There's many people in this room who have been praying and praying and praying and praying. Lord, nothing's impossible for you. We're believing, we're believing. And totally different answer. Totally different answer. You know, we got even, I don't think they'll mind, I've shared this before, Tamer and Jason talked about their daughter having issues with her heart before she was born. They were believing that when she was going to be born, she's going to have a perfect heart. Didn't happen. She's had a number of operations. What is that, God? What is that? Other people, friends, have had to have operations. What is this, God? We're believing because nothing's impossible. But if the answer that we've had is that there's the still alive. They're still living to breathe the testimony. They still, still have a purpose and they're still outworking the call of God and the plan. It may just be, uh, maybe not our view, but it might be God's view. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, but we've also got to push making sure that it's God's view and not the devil's view. Because I'm still praying for my sister. Because she's addicted to the wrong peas. Um. It goes, it, it going back to the psalm, says this. Hold on to God because nothing is impossible. I praise your name for your unfailing love and faithfulness, for your promises are backed by all the honour of your name. Why? Because nothing is impossible for God. So the first P, if you're, under, if you're all pretty smart and you've already labelled out my four points because you've found the words that start with P in the psalm, and I'm running out of breath. The first one is, is tonight is promises. Everyone's yes. Let's make the sermon exciting by trying to guess the points. <laughs> what else are we doing on a Sunday? No, no. I praise your name for your unfailing love and faithfulness because your promises are backed by all the power, all the honour of your name because nothing is impossible. It doesn't matter what you're going through. Make a declaration to praise Him because of the promise. 
Don't, don't you just continue to hold on to the promise. Why? Because his promise has been backed up by the name that's above every other name, the name of Jesus. You know, and, and so we've got to continue just to keep declaring the name of Jesus. Why? Because there's power in the name of Jesus. There's power in the name of Jesus, whether it's depression, finance, marriages, kids, family, health. There is a breakthrough coming. Why? Because God's promises are backed up by the power of the name of Jesus tonight. Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. Vander Holyfield had it tattooed on his arms. Right, help me, help everyone out. Who knows who Vander Holyfield is? Five people, that's six, seven. All right, we're good, we're good. Okay, just preaching to everyone who's above the age of 25. Um, so here's a boxer. Here's a boxer. And uh, it says this, For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. You know, for a number of, number of years, I used to hear that scripture all the time. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm not trying to mock the scripture, but don't we sometimes get into a place of repetition or religiosity rather than declaration and promise? Where the Bible says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. That's time to actually go, you know what, Lord, in this promise, you're giving me strength because your promise is backed up by the power of your name. And that's why I can have a promise of I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Why? Because we've got a promise that's backed up by the power of His name. Um, you know, there's, another, there's many promises in the Bible for you and for me. A well, well known one is Jeremiah. 29.11, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. Do you know, do you know, so it's been a really long week. I've done a lot of talking and I just, and I am so excited to be here. I am, I am, I am. Um. <laughs> But for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, they are plans for good and not disaster. Do you know what I'll just share with you tonight, my number one fan, uh, fear, sorry. Sheesh. No, my number one fear is disaster. My number one fear is disaster. And I don't know if you've ever had a disaster in your world. Someone pass away. Wife killed. That's my f biggest fear. My biggest fear is that Desiree would get killed or my sons, sons and daughters, daughter would get killed. That's my biggest fear. So what do I do about it? I go back to the Word of God. And it says this. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster. They are not for disaster. To give you a future and a hope. Now, how do you deal with disaster? I don't know. You deal by pushing into God. And somehow, some way, the grace of God will lead you to a place of victory. And you know what? 
There's unfortunately other people that have been through disaster. And one day, they'll share their courage and they'll share their victory on how they were led through it. But we've got to know that the promises of God are yes and amen. God's promises are backed by all the honour of His names. Uh, Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, it says, I am certain that God has begun the good work within you. Uh, he will continue His work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. I love this promise. This is a great promise. Because who feels like they're only half-baked? What? Anyone got issues in their life? Anyone dealing with stuff? Dealing with sin stuff? Anyone not putting up their hand as a liar so you have sin in your life? We've all we've got stuff, all got stuff going on in our world. But this is a promise from God saying He's going to continue to work with us and walk with us. That's what it says in the message version. And so I've got a promise that's like, I even though I stuff up. Even though I mess up and even though I might say something wrong or cut that person off driving or whatever, I don't know what it is in your world. Even though you feel like you've messed it up, God's promise is that He's not finished. Yeah. You know, in, in, our, in our own carnal nature, we just go, oh, throw that person out. Oh, I can't be bothered dealing with them again. This is like the second, third, fourth time they've stuffed up. And how do you become a youth leader? Stuff up. Why? Because you'll use your stuff-ups to help stuff-ups. Oh, I was a great youth leader. I stuffed up heaps. Oh, but God will finish your work in you. And I'm, not, I'm definitely not saying He's finished the work in me. There's a whole lot to go. But there's a great promise there, isn't it? So don't get down on yourself. When there's areas in your world, if you're addressing them, come on, just think, praise the Lord that he's, he's got a promise that He wants to lead you through. Yeah. Amen. Uh, another promise is to fight the good fight for the truth, true faith. Hold tight to eternal life to which God has called you, which you, which you have um, confessed so well before many witnesses. There's a promise that He's called us to fight. Who likes fighting? Some of us. No, I'm not talking about fist fights. Gosh, we're Christians. I'm talking about fighting the good fight of faith. Uh, good fight. I mean, I, I, I caught up a good friend of mine, and may, many of you will know this, Lyle Penishula, Pastor Lyle. He's been through a whole fight recently of struggling with eye surgery and all this sort of stuff. And literally he was blind for, for months and months and months on end. But then he continued to fight their good fight and, and, and they had did more operations and more operations. And now finally his, his one good eye, because his other eye was totally blind, his one good eye that were doing all the operations on finally has, has grafted right. And now he's got sight. What a, he could have just given up. But I think there's a promise from God that, he's, that, that, that we can hold on and we can fight the good fight. If you're believing for something, come on, fight the good fight. Just don't give up on something. Why? Because there's promises. The Lord's promises are pure like silver refined in a furnace, purified seven times over. Psalm 12 verse 6. For all of God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ with the what? A yes, and through Christ our amen. 
So there's promises. Let's keep our promises alive. I praise your name for your unfailing love and faithfulness for your promises are backed by all the honour of your name. Come on, God's promises are backed. You know, what promises have you got right now? And it's okay if you've got promises that, uh, um, that you might think are small. That's cool. Maybe you've got a promise to finish uh, university really well. Well, hold on to that. And work hard, but hold on to it. Maybe you've got a promise to buy a house. Well, work hard. Hold on to it. Believe for the right house, because God will bring one along for you. Whatever promise it is, whatever promise you're holding on to, maybe you've got a promise for something. I want you to hold on to it. Why? Because I want to be addicted to God's promises. Not to, his, not to fears, not to, be, not to failures, not to addiction of other things, other drugs that will tear us down. Uh, next, the next P is this, um, prayer. Yeah, who got the yes? Right. As soon as I pray, you answer me. You encourage me by giving me strength. I, I think this is so awesome. And and if I'm ever a minister, or if I'm ever um, mentoring or counselling or speaking encouragement to people, I love to use this scripture because it's it's about God's answer. Uh, it's about God's answer. It's not about the answer that we want to hear. It's about the answer that God wants to give us. And as we pray, He will answer you. He will answer you with something. And a lot of the time that I find is once we've prayed about something, He releases peace that surpasses all understanding. That's what the Bible says. And, and, and so we've got a promise here that I'll be addicted to prayer. And as we pray, as soon as I pray, you answer me and you encourage me by giving me strength. You know, I, I, we always hear this, don't we? Come on, praise, prayer. We hear this a number of times. But I don't know, do you, do you, are you like me sometimes where you struggle to do those things? You struggle to read our Bibles? But when this happens, God answers. So when was the last time you prayed for your promise? Because when we pray for our promise, it's backed up by the power of His name and we'll get answers, amen. Uh, Psalm 116 verse 2 is, I love this. Because He bends down to listen, I will pray as long as I have breath because nothing is impossible, right? Why? Because nothing's impossible to God. And when we pray, He bends down. I was away for the week at conference and I got home and, and uh, my man, ah, my daughter, she just gives the best hugs. She just gives the best I get home and, and um, she's the only one who came downstairs through the garage and met me. So I had to slap my other two children. But... Um, <laughs> No, I didn't, all right? It's a, it's a joke. It's a joke. Um, but she comes downstairs and just runs and jumps on me. and whoop, ah, So awesome. You know, and if, if she was there and she's looking up at Dad and I couldn't hear her, I'd bend down. What, sweetie? What are you saying? It's the same with God. If you're a man, what? Boy. <laughs> Son. 
whatever, however you would like to translate it. But he bends down to listen. And I will pray as long as I have breath. Why? Because we believe that nothing is impossible. Matthew chapter 21, 22, you can pray for anything. And if you have faith, you will receive it. Because nothing is impossible. Again, Luke chapter 18, verse 1, the parable of the persistent widow. One day Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. Let's pray and never give up. Um, Romans chapter 15, verse 13. I pray that the God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in Him. Then you will overflow with confident hope that the, through the power of the Holy Spirit. It's faith. It's the Holy Spirit. It's a combination. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Don't worry about anything. And said, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Why? Because nothing is impossible for God. Nothing is impossible. I wonder what you're believing for. Are you believing for your workmate to get saved? Are you believing for a family member? Are you believing for uh, your marriage to be restored? Are you, are you believing for finances to come into your world? Are you, what are you believing for? Are you praying into it? Are you praying into it? Why? Because the Lord wants to build faith. It says this back in Matthew chapter 21. It says you can pray for anything and if you have faith, you will receive it. Because nothing is impossible. The uh, uh, thing about faith is that you, faith is something that you've just got to have. Right? Who's got faith in their brakes in their car? Yeah. Uh, Kale's not here, so we can pay him out. <laughs> just joking. But we, we, I, I, don't, I can't see my brakes. But when I put my foot down, I hope they work. Every guest that comes, we take him up Baldwin Street. I, all, I drop him off at the bottom. I say, you got to walk up it. I always say, I've walked up it a hundred times. And then I drive up, pick them up. <laughs> but where's your faith? Faith is something that we've got to, we, we just got to stir up in our life. Faith is, a, is, is something that uh, is the confidence of what we hope for will actually happen. And so what are you hoping for? Because hope needs to transition to faith. Get that? Hope needs to transition to faith. I hope tonight people are going to get saved. I hope tonight the Holy Spirit's going to move and encourage someone and stir them up to believe for even greater things because of the Word of God and because of, of the power of the Holy Spirit. I hope that. But I've got faith tonight also that there's people here, even though you might be a little bit tired on your Sunday evening and you're already thinking about what you're going to have for dinner tonight and you're hoping that the next two P points come out really quickly. But let's transition that from hope to faith. Faith is the confidence for what we hope for. Now, is there areas, I've got to build my faith. Are there areas that you've got to build your faith? See, I want to trans, transfer hope into faith. And I want to encourage you tonight, by prayer, faith comes. When you pray for something, I don't know how many times that I've hoped for a number of things. Hoping, I'm hoping, I'm hoping. 
And then I do this magic ingredient called prayer. And somehow hope plus prayer equals faith in me. It's funny that, isn't it? Well, when we praise, God moves. And I've just learned this. It's like, man, we should just, and then you're like, oh man, we should pray more. Anyone been surprised like that before? Oh, this prayer thing, it actually works, doesn't it? Ah, anyway. All right. Next one, quickly. Hallelujah. Um, verse 7, though I am surrounded by troubles, you will protect me from the anger of my enemies. Um, I've got, we've got to be addicted to, to God's protection. I want you to know God's protect, protection. Though I am surrounded by troubles, you will protect me from my anger of my enemies. I, I, my prayer is that my sister is protected. Yeah. I'm happy to say that. I'm like, yeah. I want her. I, I know that she's protected. I know that she's protected. Why? Because I'm praying it. And this is what the Word of God says. Why? Because what are those promises again? They're protected by the power of His name. So our protection is in God. Psalm 91 uh, verse 14. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. Where are you at with, protect, with believing that God's going to protect you? As, you? as you walk through stuff, as you walk through areas of life, God's going to protect you. But if, 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 if arrows get in, what do you do? You hold up the faith, shield of faith again. And you learn to extinguish the arrows. You learn to pull them out. You learn to deal with them in life. Because sometimes the, the arrows get in, and I don't have the answers why, but because we live in a fallen world. But our job is to hold up faith. That's what it says in Ephesians chapter 6, and to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. But when something gets in, it's not, it's, not, it's like, not, ah, I'm dying. Anyone watched those movies where the, character, the person thinks they've been shot and they're like, I can see the light. I can see. And then the guy's like, slap, you didn't even get shot. And sometimes we just got to stand up. We've got to know that we've been protected by the Lord. You know, that famous Psalm 23, even though I walk through the darkest valleys, I will not be afraid for you are close beside me. I want to be addicted to God's protection. I think another way to be able to, to even slide it into this message, I want to be addicted to God's presence. Because when we, when, we, when, we, when we stand in God's presence, I feel protected. Why? Under the shadow of His wings. Let's be, let's be addicted to the protection and presence of God. Last one. Worship team can jump up. I'm bringing faith to that person who was praying. <laughs> you reach out your hand, and the power of your right hand saves me. The Lord will walk out, work out His plans for my life. For your faithful love, O Lord, endures forever. Don't abandon me, for you made me. Oh my gosh, what are we going to do? There's two words in the scripture that start with P. You reach out your hand and the power of your right hand saves me. Last, the thing that I want to be addicted to is the power of God. <laughs> this is a real tricky message. 
<laughs> but here's the thing is, that, that can sometimes be a, not as straightforward as we think, isn't it? The, oh, I want to be addicted to the power of God. What does that mean? Well, I believe that there's power. You know, we actually, we all believe in electricity, but who's ever seen it? I've felt it before. Being a builder, I've... In fact, I lit up a whole roof once. <laughs> Ooh, it was a quick, quick, big jump, but it was worth it. You put a nail through a extension lead and that goes onto the roof that you're standing on. There was power. I was using a skill saw once and moved it away and managed to slice the cable in half. Big boom. So I've seen stuff. I've seen power. I've seen electricity. But what does it mean when it's the power of God? You reach out your hand and the power of your right hand saves me. The power of God. The power of God is something really precious. It's not a commodity that we just plug into the wall and we think, ah, cool, power of God. And, and, and here's the thing, it's re- it is readily available. But we've got to choose whether we want to be addicted to the power of God. And I'm not talking about being crazy-matic people. Cara, some of you didn't get that, that's okay. I'm not talking about being flaky people who walk along and it's like, hey, the power of God, the power of God, the power of God, the power of God, power of God. <laughs> but I'm talking about stepping into the power of God. And when you pray that God's promise comes alive and, and the prayer comes alive and protection comes alive in His presence and then something happens because we've chosen to step into the power of God because greater is He that lives in us than He that lives in the world and we're stepping into a spiritual realm here. We're, not, we're stepping out of the natural realm and into a spiritual realm because everything that we do, we run through life and everything's so natural. It's so easy to live this life as a good, good, great Christian and miss out on the power of God. And I want us to stir us and, and I don't care that there's only a few of us here tonight because if we just get it, and then the rest of the church gets it, and, and, the, and I'm not saying we haven't got it, but I'm saying there's something more about the power of God that needs to be released prophetically into, into the promises that of God is like, oh, well, I'll just this is how it is. I'll just deal with it. I'll get through it. I'll be fine. One day God's going to answer the prayer, my prayers. But first of all, are you, are you addicted to God's promises? Because it's God's promise when He puts something into your heart, you're like, yes, I can hold on to that. But I'll also... Listen to your answers when I pray. And I know that I'm walking in your protection, so I'll just trust you, Lord. But it's about stepping into the power of God. And so there's many people here tonight, I know, who have been believing for breakthrough. Believing for an encounter that just says, Lord, something's got to shift in this area. And so we're going to sing a song. We hope you enjoyed this message recorded at Equippers Church, Dunedin. We pray it blessed you. For more information, please visit equipperschurch.com.